WV Uncommonplace. This podcast is a variety podcast that houses numerous series to cover mental health, empowerment, podcast framework, and various intimate theories to get to know the hosts. Along with occasional movies, reviews, and dives in pop culture with our event podcast episode. The Uncommonplace digs into bringing guests on that stories don't fit the mold and are very different. WV stands for the great state of West Virginia and every quarter we cover something in West Virginia. Stacy and myself JR are your hosts so please come along for this venture to Uncommon Plate. Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. I'm your host, J.R. Sparrow. Today I have with me William. And William has a last name that is truly amazing. I'm going to let him stress it out there to, to the audience. What's your last name, William? My last name is Oliver. Oliver. Now, you are an author, and you have a special series of books that um, have been released. Um, and I met you at the Huntington Comic Con. And you and your family were very spectacular. Um, so what I want to start off with is, um, can you tell the audience about yourself real fast? I'm an author, but I've done other things also. I originally, my chosen field was an engineer to do drafting, but it's not something I enjoy very much. And having an MS, it makes it kind of hard to be outside. So I chose to stick with being an author and go more into it. I started writing when I was about eight years old. I actually wrote my first story then. I've never published it yet. It's still a story that I like to read, but some people have read some of it, but not many people have. After that, around 19, when I was diagnosed with MS, I created the first story in the Curse of Curse Heroes series. And after that, it's been grown since. The series has been something that it's more like not every hero is supposed to be super happy and energetic and rushing out to save everyone. Sometimes people have bad days. Sometimes people don't actually want to do that. And sometimes being a hero is literally your job and you don't want to go to work. <laughs> so that's where the Curse Hero series originated. They are heroes, but it's not what they chose to do. It's something they were given to do as what they do for the rest of eternity it's their curse but they still do it and they still make sure they uphold everything that they should do at the same time but they're not exactly happy people okay now um you you told us about the books but let's talk about the mow universe real quick because you have a website you have all kinds of things going on on with that how did you come up with the mow universe mow is not so wonderful actually Okay. Originally, my first website was mindofwill.com. That was my original blog that I used to do when I was in high school. When I started doing my books and I started publishing, I needed a publishing name to come up with. And I was going to use Mindful, but I just shortened it to MOW. And my original logo is the guy reaching for the stars. It's changed since, but it's still associated with the stars and it's still associated with like a hero figure since then. Because that's basically what my thing has always been about. My slogan for MOW is come escape with me. And that has always been my slogan from the original, from the start. That has, that's been the only thing that hasn't changed. Okay. Now, inside this Curse Hero series, you have three books. Uh, 10,000 Walks, which has a longer name. 
Cold as Ice and Loaded. Could you go by real quick and, and uh, give us a brief description of each book? And can you tell us which book starts the origin story? I know what it is, but the audience doesn't know. The origin story for the first hero is 10,000 Locks. 10,000 Locks starts back, um, I think it's about 400 years after the planet was actually made. So it's a really old book where it starts off in. He goes through the time and as he figured out that he's not like everyone else, he's actually mortal. And then he has to find his dad to figure out why that is. Because their power, their immortality originates with their father, who's not actually in the series. He's kind of the person that's never seen, but he's the origin of it. Um, their dad is known as the resetter. He resets the planet every time there's a catastrophe. So every time there's a, every time humans go to war, every time there's a nuclear outbreak, every time the planet basically gets wiped out, he comes back and he resets the planet. Every so often that happens. So that he was born right after the first reset. Okay. And then the next one is Loaded, which is what everyone really likes. That is the one that um that's been picked up by Funimation that one is loaded is the journey of more the more father figure of the heroes okay granted he's not a father figure to them he's just more of a father figure he's one of the only members that's actually had kids of his own granted they can't have children but he's adopted his own children he's had his family so he's more of the Karen type than the other one. So that follows him where he has to deliver a princess originally to someone else, but he decides, no, she's too young to get married. Let's let's change this. And you see what happens when he decides to change up. The next story is Cold as Eyes. Cold as Eyes follows the second most powerful member of the Alliance. He is called number two. He as you notice on the front, there's a spider on his chest. That is actually his pet. Because the powerhouse members, as they're known, the top 10 members, do not actually live on planets. They live in space because they have their powers are to the point where if they stay on a planet for too long, it will damage the planet's environment. So him, because his power is cold, if he stays on a planet for too long, will actually freeze the planet over, over time unintentionally whether or not he's trying to or not so he actually goes to save a planet that has an uprising of ai because they screwed up and then everyone's at war so he goes to rescue the people and defeat the ai so that the planet can actually be inhabited once again okay so you got a lot going on and you had another book it wasn't fate it wasn't fate. It's not part of the curse series. It wasn't right. fate. Is a romance novel I wrote. It is a time travel and sci-fi thing. So everything I write is sci-fi. It follows the main character. Yeah, his name is Will because I'm not creative when it comes to names. Sometimes. <laughs> hey, it happens. We can't be creative yes, with everything. True, true, so, true. It follows him through his entire life. He. Um, it's kind of a story um, reflecting a little bit of my life because he has the same thing. I have MS and things like that. And it shows how he, from the start, he meets his first wife and things like that. And it shows how he changed when he got sick and, and moves forward, how his relationships changed. But during that process, he discovered a way to push his consciousness back in time. And like anyone that discovers time travel, you try to fix 
your mistakes. And throughout the book, you realize, well, he's been fixing his mistakes. He keeps getting remarried. It's not a good idea because every time he fixes something, something else inevitably goes wrong. He doesn't actually like what he ends up fixing. And even though he gets what he thought he fixed for, so he can change the future so he can get the person he wants to be with, turns out that's not the person he wants to be with. <laughs> all the way to the very end, that's how it is. Okay. And in all your books, one thing I want to say, uh, I want to tell about the interaction because I know you meet millions of people. You meet tons of people. Um, we were coming outside of the Comic-Con. It was me and Stacy. She's the other host of the show. Um, and we were coming out and your mother, that was your mother that we met, correct? Mother-in-law. Mother-in-law. All right. Your mother-in-law, she was very energetic. And she uh, just talked to us about your book. She didn't upsell. Oh, yeah. You made my sister-in-law. Oh, your sister-in-law. Mother-in-law was actually out. All right. So that was your sister-in-law. That's my sister-in-law. All right. Your sister-in-law. We, we met her. She was very energetic. She just told us about what she had going on. She didn't sell us anything or nothing like that, but it was just so amazing how she was so passionate about it. And you were passionate too. You were over doing something else at the time, but she just showed us all these books and, and everything. And, and, you know, as a, we'll go back to the advertisement for a child though, the, the amazement and the animation and everything that you had, it, it kind of hooked me. And I was like, man, I want to read this. You know, because you see the books and then in the background, you had a um, picture in the background that I got a picture with you in um, of some characters from your book. But I, I wanted to tell you that that was really amazing how you all had that advertisement set up because you can't teach someone. You can't um, sell someone on the idea of something independently without a good uh makeup for everything or aesthetic and you guys have an amazing aesthetic even if you because you 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 know you know you don't pay attention to it because you just naturally do it but the way that y'all had it set up i was like man i wish i had met them before i went in the comic-con you know because i was in just the array of everything that you provided but let's go in here a little deeper you did slip something in there about uh loaded uh are you are you at liberty to talk a little bit about uh the deal with animation not yet, but it is. The thing is, loaded is being pulled from Amazon. I think this week, or it was already pulled. So you're not going to be able to actually order that one online anymore because so that, we don't want anything getting out until the series finished. All right, so that's it's supposed to go into production this year. All right, so if you have a book right now and it's signed by you, that's going to be that's a, that's a limited edition book now. So it's called his eyes. Called his eyes has been picked up by Hulu. That one is not yet pulled, but it's going to be pulled very soon. All right. So, so how amazing does that make you feel that your work has caught the attention of two of the biggest? Well, let's just be honest. Hulu is the... It's actually a lot more than that because Versus, and Versus is the one that comes out July 15th. That one has been pulled by CW also. Oh, Wow. Yeah, that so, one is actually on their lineup for next year already. Oh, wow. So you've got a marketing genius to you. So no, that's my wife. Uh, so let's get into one other thing real quick. I mean, we have numerous topics to talk about, but how is it that you and your family can make time to travel to these Comic-Cons? Because you came all the way to West Virginia. You didn't just stop in Charleston. You went all the way to the corner. Like, you were two steps from Kentucky. I don't know if you went to Kentucky when you were here, but you were literally a mile and a half from Kentucky. I passed through Kentucky. Okay. Um, I mean, we made time. Like, um, 
my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law, they, they use some of their vacation time to come when it's a small convention. That doesn't last very long. My wife comes with me to most of them because she works mostly online in the medical field. So it's not too hard for her to get off time. And my sister-in-law, she does most of the management. So she's already traveling anyway. So it's not a big deal for her. So she can actually be able to, it's easier for her than anyone else to actually come with me because she already all her work is online and she travels from state to state to begin with okay so it's all it all works out like a like a a weird uh, a different brady bunch basically and yeah. let me ask you this what is the 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 soft drink of choice of everyone on on, on this uh when y'all are out because i noticed y'all had mountain dew and some other things out there well we do go with pepsi because pepsi is one of our sponsors pepsi does actually pay for us to go out to the convention so i my favorite drink is actually mountain dew that's actually why we ended up with pepsi <laughs> my wife she likes the bubbly more than anything else because she doesn't like soda that much but she likes their sparkling water so that's how we actually ended up with pepsi because it's actually my favorite drink so okay it's weird it, it worked out more than i expected Okay, so one thing I like to do on this show because there's people that uh, uh, ins- that aspire to to be the next Will and and everything like that. So, could you give a little advice to someone that is creative uh, but just hasn't figured out their outlet? Because like you're out here publishing books, you got deals scored with TV uh, entities. What advice do you give someone starting out? Well, like first you got to find what you want to do. When you want to write or when you want to draw or when you want to play music, that's always the first and hardest thing to do. Cause, um, and then after you find it, you have to find what you want to do in that field. Because all of those things are very huge. Any of the creative fields are huge. Because when it comes to art, you could be paintings, you can do manga, you can do comic books. Music, it's a hundred different rap, rap <laughs> country pop everything and even when it comes to writing you have stories short stories longer novels epics poems everything for me i've always liked writing even though i've when i if you notice at the beginning of my book it says i didn't learn how to read till i was 10. i could barely read until i was 10 but it was something i always enjoyed doing i didn't write originally i used to tell stories so whatever you're drawn to doing, that's what you can. That's what you should be doing. Sometimes it's just doodling all the time, singing songs that you just made up, writing stories down, or even just telling stories like I did. Once you figure out what you want to do and what you think is for you, then you just learn how to do it. You don't need to take classes. For certain things, I don't recommend classes. Like for if you're writing a novel, don't take classes on how to write a novel. They will leave you stuck. They will. And don't use software to do it because they will also leave you stuck and you will write cookie cutter stuff. <laughs> First thing is to learn your field, learn, see what other people do, learn the basics first. You don't need to learn anything in fast. I started off with poetry, which is actually a good way to start off when you start writing. It's good to start off with poetry because it's couple hundred words and you're done start to finish sometimes as low as 20 words start to finish but poetry lets you understand the structure of how everything is written start middle and 
you learn different styles of poetry because that's originally what I did. I didn't like poetry that much, but that's what I did to learn it. I learned from something small and then I grew into shorter stories and then I did the novels and I like the short stories better than novels because it's the structure I preferred. So that's how you go from not knowing what you want to starting to do what you want to do. You start off with something simple as related as you can to it and you practice that until you get better at it. I practiced writing poetry first because it was shorter and it was easier to write. I could write a lot more poems than I could stories. And it, <laughs> it, it let me understand how to be short, decisive, and how to actually tell a story in a few words so that later on I could use those same things that I learned writing the poems to expand on it and tell a story that's much bigger and much wider than just a few hundred words. Okay. Now let me ask you this. How do you handle criticism? Because in your, in your field, uh, we consider you more than an author. You're a content creator. Um, How do you handle criticism? I'll say this real fast. The way I handle criticism is like this. If it's merit, if there's merit behind the criticism, if it's someone that say like, uh, say like you, for instance, you've written numerous books and I write a book and you're like, uh, the certain tone in my book, I missed the tone quite a few times. I had a good tone at the beginning, but the middle and end don't add up. If you told me that, I'm going to take it for merit because you've written books. You know a structure, you know assembly. Um, someone that hasn't written a book, I'm going to listen to see if it has some type of merit somewhere or read to see if it has some type of merit. But if it doesn't, I'm kind of going to put it to the side. I'm going to be like, hey, this is some kind of criticism. It may help me. It may not help me but I'm not going to look at it as hard as looking at yours because you're an authority on the issue. Um, I had a little about the same way. Except when I usually with criticism, it's usually like or fact. If you're just talking about whether or not you like the book, I don't pay much attention to it. My book is not for everyone. It is very not for everyone. <laughs> so if you tell me, oh, I don't like your book because you don't do this, it's like, well... That's your opinion. It, it, it's okay. It's not for everyone. You can't. I can't please everyone. I'm not going to try and please everyone. But if you're saying, well, this part of your book didn't make sense, that's why I didn't understand it, then that makes much more sense. And that's criticism that I will investigate and I will try to better in the same book or better the next time I do something. Always looking to better something, not just oh, what does someone like and what they don't like. That's one of the things I notice with creative people, especially that they mess up on. They listen to what people like and dislike more than things that they've been told they're doing wrong. You listen to things you like and dislike and you do those, then you ruin your art and you create something that anyone could create. You should be keeping it what you created originally. And then you just look at what people say you did wrong. Okay. So basically keeping it unique. I, I, I like that. Okay. So uh we're out here and you've uh done these books you've got different ventures going on and the ventures that you can speak about on a limited basis we've already covered those but what are your next future endeavors because it looks like you know you've already gone through that glass ceiling so your potential is at the top so you're at the peak right now well next year for next year because we're working on it so because everything's moving a little bit slow we're working on getting a comic book series set up and a board game also. Oh, wow. A board game and a trading card game for the characters as they come out. So 
characters that you haven't seen yet and characters that are coming up. And I'm also working on revamping the entire website because right now it just has the home page. I'm revamping the entire website. I'm going to be putting up things from the universe that aren't in the book, such as like the planets, the characters, like overview of the characters, planets in the in the stories, even the technology that they use, because it's actually quite a lot. Like I have hundreds of pages of things that are just not ever going to be in a book because it's just, oh, this is how this technology works. This is a different planet here. This is a planet here. This is an alliance. This is this company that has an impact on the universe as a whole. So that's what I'm working on for the upcoming months because that's something that I wanted to work on originally because it would get people to read stuff and they wouldn't have to buy something from the start to be able to say, oh, I want to find out more about this. I want to read something about this. And on all the end of all my books, there's a short uh, page, two pages. It's just a funny story or it's a story that lets you in the life of one of the characters. At the end of Loaded, it's a story called um, Coming Onto an Empty Bed. Sounds weird, but it's actually a moment in the character's life where he comes home from work, which is basically being a superhero when he comes home and he's not going back anymore. So he, <laughs> his vacation is the next hundred years. So he's coming home to his family and he's going to stay there. So it gives you a little glimpse into his life there. There's a lot of stories like that where it's just a small glimpse into the life of either one of the characters or a side character. I have one that's not in any books yet, which is Balloon Ride, which is of a guy basically falling out of a hot air balloon and how he survives it. It's a funny story, but that person is the inventor of anti-gravity. It's just a story about something that happened in his life and my Mahidi invented anti-gravity parachutes, which is a chest plate, basically like a bulletproof vest that you wear. He also invented planet diving, which is like skydiving, but between planets. Okay. So basically, I, I like that whole idea of character development and uh, overview outside of the books to help develop the books. Now, here's a, a question now, um, because, you know, things have kind of changed because your books are being... Uh, held for for a bit of time will these books be re-released um later on down the road or is that something that you have to work out with the companies later on down the road no they get released once the release date of whatever comes out i get less money from the companies but i remain in complete control of my books i don't have to negotiate with them for anything else but like that they have to keep they wanted that part at least done so that until the release date they're not gonna you're not gonna be able to get the book until then and that way everything stays canon basically yeah sort of like you don't so you don't have like a, a mix-up sort of like with star wars where there's there's amazing novels and then there's the movies yeah i understand i understand i definitely could go forward with that so will what would you say to the past will and what would you say to the future will about the success and everything that you've done so far to my past self i would say don't stop writing. There's many times where I actually stopped writing for a little bit of time and then started back up. So my actual advice then would be keep writing, keep going forward, keep keep reading basically and keep writing. Uh, for future will, it's going to be tough, but at least you made it now. So keep it up.
Okay. And um, well, once again, I wanted to thank you for coming on West Virginia and Commonplace. Uh, one thing that we didn't do that we should do real quick, we need to plug everywhere people can find you on social media or uh, any type of engagements they can uh, in- acquire, you know, about your services. Because, you know, you, the good thing about being an author or a content creator is uh, it gives you a bit of an influence. And inside that influence, um, you know, you have a vast knowledge of how to write a book. You know how to get a book published. You know how to secure sponsorship. You have what we call a consultant deal to you that you probably didn't even think about until I just said that, correct? No. <laughs> no. So um, what, what, where, where on social media can people uh, find you and where can they engage you? So you can search for my universe, M-O-W universe on Facebook and you'll find the Facebook page. You'll see the logo. Um, Instagram, it's W and then my last name. So W-O-L-L-I-P-I-E-R-R-E. It's the same for Twitter. I don't use Twitter as much, but I still do use it. So the handle is the same for Instagram and Twitter. Um, Mindofworld.com is my actual blog. I don't update it very much anymore because I had so much to do in the past few months. I've kind of let it go for a little, but I'm starting back to update. So mindofwill.com, it has links so you can see when I post something on YouTube because I do the YouTube classes where I teach how to do books. I don't know what's going with YouTube because my account on YouTube is as old as YouTube. So it doesn't let you change the actual name. But you can still search for Mind of Will or King of Sci-Fi, which is what the handle on YouTube is. Okay. That is my thing. It's the King of Sci-Fi. Um, Spotify does the same Mind of Will also. So any of those, search any of those, you'll be able to find me. It has the same logo for all of them. So it has the same uh, universe, the guy holding the sun, basically. Because that is the logo. He's supposed to be holding in the power of the sun. Okay. Now let me ask you this before we get out of here. Um, you, you have, you've talked about your endeavors. Um, what, what has been your crowning moment? Like what has made you feel like you have made it uh, in this whole uh, grand scheme of things? Hmm. Um, that's a good question. I think what made me feel like I made it was writing for Netflix. None of my books are going to Netflix, but they actually wanted me to write them a series. The series is called The Watchers, or it may not. It's they haven't. They're working on the name, but that series is for 2022. That was the first one before Hulu, before anyone else, was them just asking, "Oh, we like your books, but we don't want anything." from any books because we don't want anything anyone's ever seen so can you write something that's completely new that no one's seen for us only so that was something that made me feel like oh i've i'm an actual author now that someone's asking me to write something specifically for them that i can write anything i want but it can only be for them so it was something that I didn't think would ever happen. Like I had the I had the wants of oh boy, I would like one of my books to go to Netflix, but it was something that was completely new because it wasn't just hey your book is gonna be on Netflix. No, it's hey we want you to write something for us. Whatever you want to write, write it, and that's gonna be on that we're gonna use that because we want what you have instead. 
So that was something that made me feel like, oh, wow, I made it. That was probably my crowning achievement was actually getting to write anything I wanted for them to use. And, and that's amazing there because uh, one thing I'll give a testament to you on is like that is a, a whole level of maturity that no one has because, you know, your own intellectual property that you've spent time on for them to ask you to write something else. It's an honor at the same time as, it, as someone could take it another way. But you took it the right way, I believe. Uh, with that, that That's amazing. So, Will, let me give you a quick testament. This is something that we do on this uh, show. Um, I want to thank you. Um, battling MS. I know that's a hard deal. Um, going the grassroots route of av- advertising, having your family involved. You guys were out there. Y'all were interactive. Nobody's doing this. There's people out there that are doing products that they've put together with Tony and their buddy down the road in the basement. But this is a, you know, you're doing the concrete work and your family is marketing. Y'all are basically a research firm around you. Um, the camaraderie you could see between all of you, you all just were happy to be there. It was a little warm. It wasn't that bad because y'all are uh, in the, the lower region of the United States. So you know what hot is and you know what humidity is. It was hot. It's more humid there than it is here. Like it is our just yeah our sun burns up humidity oh, all right. the humidity you just feel the sun oh all right so, so it's a lot a little a little rougher here in the mountains it's a little more humid it's not as hot but it's a little more humid yeah, okay on the way okay. back we figured out oh yeah it's way hotter because ac went from it's okay it's nice and cool in the car too it got hot even though ac didn't change so, yeah. <laughs> all right so let me finish this testament real quick and what you're doing um we won't uh, say anything about your MS, but working with that and still being able to do all these different ventures, you are the next, we're not going to cap you as a Tyler Perry, but you're the next media mogul. You have everything set in stone. You, in, We know contracts and different things change, but you actually have content that you created that's going places um, that has to make you feel really good. That has to make you feel not superior, but it has to make you feel really good inside for the simple fact that people put out content all the time and it goes to one place. All of your content has reached different places from Netflix to Hulu to Fanimation. The, the whole, the whole thing is there is that inside that sci-fi dream of yours, your dream became a reality. Yeah. And that's something you should be really like, you should just hold yourself sometime at night and be like, man, I did this. I did, I made this happen. So I want to commend you for that. And I want to thank you for that. And I want to thank you for, for everything that you're doing in the community for sci-fi, for literature as a whole, for the simple fact that people are getting out here and they're jumping on Kindle and they're, and, and there's nothing wrong with pr- publishing your book on Kindle, uh, KDP or anything, but you actually went out here. Your books are bonded. They have a presentation to them. Um, Stacy's seen your books and she, she just got amazed by them. We got them uh, right. Uh, you can't see inside uh, my house or whatever, but we have your books in one place right now. When she sits down on, on a steady Sunday, she's in there reading, you know, your stuff. So it's like, wow, you have learned how to box in entertainment and provide it to people. And even I don't have that box yet. I don't have a box of material like that. You basically got a hard drive of material that you just, that you can just hook that USB to somebody and they're getting everything. <laughs> yeah. So I want to tell you, thank you. No, you're welcome. That was my goal when I, cause I originally did 
um, Kindle stuff, but right after I did my books, it, it took time because I actually had to learn how to do the designs, the layouts, everything on my own because it's extremely expensive to do it otherwise. But I actually learned how to do all that because that was my goal to not just have, oh, yeah, you can buy my book online, but I wanted you to actually have a physical copy of the actual book to be able to be able to say give it to someone else to let someone else read it without having to be like oh well i can email it to you <laughs> okay so once again i want to thank you will for coming on and i apologize that i got your last name mixed up that's fine and, 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 and i was like i was thinking about it. i was like i can go with will we can work with that um so once again, I want to thank you for coming on West Virginia and Commonplace. Um, is there anyone you want to give a shout out to? Because that's one big thing we're big on. Because behind every creator, behind all content, because behind me, Stacy works with me on all my material. We go over the questions. We're like, is this the right thing to ask? Or is this the wrong thing to ask when she's not hosting with me? So is there anybody in your life that you want to give a big shout out to? I know there is. Then my wife, because she does read over everything I've ever written. And she does put a lot of work into it, too, because without her, a lot of my stuff would not make sense. Because when you write, especially, you do miss some of the stuff and you go over it and you do leave stuff out quite often. So I'm thankful for her because she does read over the stuff. She catches like any plot holes that no kind of software is ever going to catch because there's times where like you just put like you're missing two or three sentences because you think you put it in and you didn't so i want to thank her because she's the reason why i'm here she actually went out and she was like oh you should try for netflix you should try for all these stuff i'll help you try for all these stuff so without her i wouldn't actually be going to netflix or hulu or funimation or anyone else because it was her that said yeah you can do it just try and then she's the one that said, oh, I'll find someone that we can send your stuff to. More than anyone else, she's been there working harder than anyone else so that we can actually get things done. Okay, I appreciate that. So once again, Will, we are going to be signing off. Thank you for being on West Virginia Commonplace. Thank you for having me. Please follow WV Uncommonplace on Instagram, Tumblr, Twitter, TikTok where we have some great content, Facebook, LinkedIn, hit up the merch store at onecommonplace.square.site, join the email list from the website, and rate, subscribe, and give feedback from your favorite podcatcher. And lastly thanks for listening and tune into the next episode.